Okay. Okay. Welcome, Saturday. Let's see what we unfold today. Just to let you know that there's a wires running beneath this carpet, so just to watch your step when you're coming up, it's a little bit of an obstacle course. Let your attention drop inside and see if you can connect with the feeling or the sense of intimacy. Can you find intimacy? Intimacy has nothing to do with another person. That's our mind that imagines that it must come from the outside. That's what the mind does. It tells you that everything must come from the outside. But intimacy is an internal gig. I remember when I was a teenager seeing the word intimacy elongated, broken down and in a very simplistic way, but it registered something, and that's a long time ago, into, into, me, see. It's like looking into yourself. It's a connection with yourself. So intimacy within, if, if you can access it, it's kind of got a delicious wholeness about it. If you're already running the story that it has to come from outside of you, then you'll, then you'll feel, I don't have it, I don't know it, I don't want it. But we know it. We innately know it. But if you're running the story, I can't find it. It's not there. I've never had it. I want it. There's an absence of it. Then your mind is saying, the outside can make me feel complete. The outside can make me feel whole. The outside, outside can give me a better experience of life the outside being another person or whatever it is, where you want to project it. But that's just what mind does. It gives you a story that something is missing inside and imagines it will come from the outside to run the loop back in, to keep you searching, to keep you wanting, desiring, hooking into the outside world as if it's going to give you something. It won't. It won't. It might mirror you to enable you to find something within yourself, that's all it's going to do. It's going to lead you back to yourself, ultimately. So recognize what happens for yourself there. Can there be an enjoyment and a sitting in the feeling of intimacy? Or are you running a story that it has to do with another person? It will never come from the outside. There'll be an experience, but you want more. That's how it works. Even if intimacy comes from the outside, it won't be enough. It can't be enough, because it's already complete inside. So as soon as you start running, running the story that it has to come from outside, you've moved away from the complete intimacy that is within. You've already moved away, so it has to be less than enough. It has to be, sooner or later.
So that's just a little note on intimacy. Let's see where today takes us. Let everything slow down. And if you're saying, I can't, I can't, that's just the mind. Let it reduce in volume. Don't believe it right now. Don't believe it. Just let everything slow down inside. If your mind needs something to chew on, let it watch your breath. See if your mind can watch your breath without having a commentary on it. Let everything slow down. So if nothing were to happen at all for the next few hours, would it be all right? If there was no entertainment for your mind at all, would it be okay? Is it okay for you to do nothing, think nothing, learn nothing, just to have nothing at all happening? So the part of the mind that has expectations and wants to get something, wants to be entertained or distracted or whatever its story. If we were to give it nothing at all, finding no value out of letting things get simple and still inside, putting no value in anything at all, 
Is that okay? Just simple, slow, gentle stillness. without any contrast or entertainment coming in. Is it okay to have no story entertaining you, distracting you, offering contrast and experiences? Everything slow right down. still be okay in an hour to have nothing going on. Consciousness knows that. That's your essence. That's the part of you that's not engaged in any of this story stuff. That's the part of you that manifests as divine love, divine wisdom. Everything moves forward from there.
but ultimately is only imagined to do so. The mind takes over. your attention stay in that inner still place where nothing is happening mind is going to fight it don't get involved in the fight because it's only mind that can fight with mind and that's a bit of a mess If it's only a moment of inner stillness, or if it's an infinite vastness, it's okay. Whatever you have access to, you have access to. There's no right and wrong in any, in any of that. There can't be. Right and wrong is a value system that the mind uses. There's no right and wrong with consciousness. Something had to stay. I had to mind this thing inside. And maybe it's like being pregnant. I've never been pregnant. I don't know. But So I'm like a guy in that regard. I can imagine it. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you've, you've got this secret, this early, this early pregnancy. And, and it, you know, there's something natural that you're trying to protect. It's very natural. But there's a, you, you've got something inside. But yet you need to continue normally in the world. It's a little bit like that, I think. 
And so the, the bowl of water worked for me. It's like there's this still, mm, this stillness that, that is required inside. So in some way, it allowed my attention to stay inside while managing the external world. And what it did was it stopped me from investing in the outside world because I was invested in keeping this bowl of water from spilling over. You see? So that's where my interest was, really. And so it taught me how to almost divide my attention. Where, and, and in the division of the attention, what was happening was that identification wasn't going out with the story. Identification wasn't with the role of Jack who was doing or talking or whatever she was at. So that the functioning of the Jack character could happen, but that my investment was actually in what was going on inside, which was a bowl of water, because I could not access the stillness. I had to go into meditation, or it would just open, but I couldn't access it at will for a long time. But I could access the bowl of water. And that's what I used to, 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 to break it up, to like retain something inside, but yet communicate with the world. It helped, for sure. To let there be functioning in the world without identification with the one who was doing it. Because you're not the character. You're not, you know? You might play as if you are, but you're actually not. Even when you think you are, you're not. Even when you believe you're the character, you're not. <laughs> Your consciousness just acts out a little bit, you know? But it doesn't lose anything, nor does it gain anything by whatever you're doing in your life. Nothing changes on an absolute level. Nothing is impacted by how you live your life. So really, nothing matters. Actually, nothing matters at all. Whereas if you go into the story of you, everything matters. So from there, of course, everything matters. But can you hold the inner vision also, knowing that ultimately nothing matters? If you can do that, then the consequences of what happens phenomenally, ah, you know, you can roll with them a lot easier. You can just roll with them because it's not earth-shattering. Because you don't have that much of an investment in it. You do your best and, you know, things go this way or that way. But it's okay. Because ultimately, it is known that none of it actually matters. When your view is on the totality, it doesn't matter at all. You just do your best in life. It'll, you know, you learn as you go. But there's actually no price to be paid at all. Now the thing is, that's only valid from the absolute perspective, from you as pure consciousness. When you go into the particular, you can't use that as a concept in order to say, well, it doesn't matter if I don't pay my mortgage, actually, because nothing matters. You know, well, you know, you might lose your house, you know, there's a consequence, and we'll see if that matters if you're homeless. You know, <laughs> so we can't, bring, we can't bring the laws from the absolute into the particular. It doesn't work like that. But we have the capacity to know that we are God, that we are the absolute, that, that you're pure consciousness, you're beyond all of it, whatever language you want to use. If you know what your real identity is, then it's kind of proportionate how to manage in the world is a lot easier 
easier because you don't think, take things overly seriously because you know they're not life or death. Even life and death, you know, that's just part of the play too. That comes and goes too. You're not stuck to anything. So the impact of being homeless would be much less if you could clearly keep the, the view of the absolute and the particular. Whatever happens, the pain, the suffering stops. The suffering is minimal if it's there at all when your investment is in, is in what you really are, when you're at home. Whereas if your investment is in the particular world, everything matters. Everything has a huge consequence. Everything is a threat or a promise. That's an awful painful way to live, really. So it requires a bit of authenticity, really, to, to you know, let your attention be on that inner stillness. And from there, you get to see what needs to be done in your life in order to manage. And that's okay. What is relatively important, like paying your mortgage, of course that needs to happen. That needs to happen. That's kind of common sense. So it's like common sense really comes in. Do you know? Because phenomenally it matters. So within the context of cause and effect, you can see what needs to be done. Cause and effect. But you're more objective. Because the wider view is available to you. So you can clearly see what needs to happen. If you don't have the wider view, you're distorted because we're not wired really to, to work efficiently, completely invested in ourselves. Kind of goes belly up a bit because it's unnatural. You see? So from that way, yeah, life does get a bit smoother, sure, when you're focused on, on the inside. But you can't use spiritual concepts. Okay, you know, I've seen the truth. Everything should be tickety-boo now. Not at all. Not at all. How you react to it will change. How you respond to it, because you won't be attached to cause and effect so much. But of course those laws still happen. And a lot of people fool themselves, you know, to bring a spiritual concept into the particular in order to make my life better, to approach my life in another way. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. There are different laws that are valid at different levels. But the more your attention is at home, the more you can see the bigger picture. So it's easier to play the game. Because you've got the wider view. You're not stuck and invested in any one particular thing. You know? It's like a view from the totality. And you can only find that view when your attention is inside in that still place, that full fishbowl of water that's not moving, you know, that you're not going to spill over. When you're in that stillness, somehow the totality is wider. Your, your parameter just gets wider. Totality is in view. Can you see that? Of the different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's really how, you know, oh, when, when you see the truth, you know, it's much easier. Well, you just see more. That's all. You just see a bigger picture. 
If that makes things easier, okay, because there's no attachment and you, it, no situation is life and death. You, you just roll along with whatever life presents. It's, but it's actually a huge difference, really. Just a shift in your perspective. Just a shift. So, with everybody who comes up here today, whatever question is going to be asked, it will be because Someone is stuck in the particular. And all I can do is pull you back to the totality to see, look, look what created this, this, this focus, painful focus on a particular. And to pull you back to the totality, you get to see, oh, that's what the personality is doing. That's what's going on. That's the wider view. So really, the work is about introducing the totality so that you can see the mess you got yourself into by being contracted, by having an all-about-me identification going on. With that approach going on in life, of course it's going to lead to trouble. Of course it will. Because that's what makes you want more. You know? Yeah. It's quite simple, really, isn't it? Like the view of the totality, dropping within to where the wider view is there. And when, when, when you're in that view of the totality or your attention is inside in a very full bowl of water, whatever is accessible to you, when your attention is there, the space is in your neurology for consciousness to show itself. That's when you get eurekas, when you get little realizations, when you see how things work. That's when you get a, oh, an opening. Whereas when you're all contracted and you've no attention left in the totality, there's no space. There's no space. You're in the me, myself, I, a tiny little pinhead dot instead of the widest, multi-universal vista. So when you're in the me, myself, I, there's no space for consciousness to show its magnificence to you. You've contracted too much. So in the wider view, of course, you get to see, oh, that's what's going on. Or, huh, I never saw it like that. Or, I wonder, I wonder what that's really about. And there's an opening. And there we get little gems, you know, little insights. So it boils down to where is your attention, really? Is it in the all about me? Am I caught in my story? Am I believing the mind? Or can I see that mind is a liar, a useful tool, but of course it's ultimately a liar, because from the bigger perspective, every perspective, everything that your mind says is not true. Absolutely everything, from the ultimate perspective. But we're amazing machines because we can have we can have so many perspectives at the same time. That's what's fantastic about being human. You know? It's, you know, you can, you know, rest in the totality of what is, just even before anything is phenomenal, even before the verb is, like outside of all of it, prior, prior, prior to any, any sense of anything at all. And then consciousness appears to create all of this 
stay around in it. It's kind of fun. Even the crappy parts are kind of fun, you know, because it's quirky somewhere, you know. It's just amazing how it happens at all. But it does appear to happen. So from the perspective of the absolute or that still bowl of water, that inner stillness, really nothing matters. And also from there, nothing at all is happening. Absolutely nothing is happening. You've got to engage another perspective in order to imagine that something is happening. some years mm-hmm. and your pointers and those of other teachers have helped tremendously to bring me to a point that I can sit here today and say a lot of the character is gone um, it did not happen suddenly and it did not happen with fireworks <laughs> and the search is over pretty much, uh, ah. but it's still, of course, there are some lessons that you continue to keep on learning. Um, maybe my conflict is, you know, I've been dealing with intellectualizing things so much, and so once concepts drop, you are left pretty much in void because that context that used to be meaningful to you doesn't have any more grasp. Um, So, when nothing matters anymore, life is easy and you feel like almost as if you were in a robot mode. You know, more life comes to you and whatever presents then whenever you go in that, that direction. But then, you know, when you are left without any meaning of these concepts, I have not found any other meaning to them. Okay. So I feel like I'm still in the eye trying to grasp to something. And okay. So the essence is not there. Mm-hmm. You know, so love is not love anymore as it used to be as you were engaged in expecting or whatever it was that love meant. Even grace is not grace anymore, you know. So pretty much you are at a loss, at a dull world, even though it's vibrant and, and uh, 
it, you are not looking for, like last night we're talking about being alive, because it's just not there. Yes. Um, my um, feelings have also changed so much that I feel like I'm a cold person anymore. That you're not a cold person anymore? No, that I'm a very cold person ah. anymore. Like, my expressions of love are not as expressive and honest. They are very yes. subtle. And so even if a person dies, I'm not invested in it. Yes. And even in relationships with my uh, daughter, my loved ones, my mother, you know, things are happening in their lives, and, and I'm not invested in them. Yes. So I, can, uh, I don't have anything that I can call bliss. Uh-huh. Sure. That's not an experience anyway. It's just... Yeah. Actually, sometimes it's really boring. <laughs> 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 Yeah, without all that, um, it is liberating. It is, um, you know, you don't engage in anything anymore. It, it, thoughts come in situations at work or situations at home, you know, but they kind of slip down your face. Um, so, um, I just wanted your opinion on that. Okay. Um, I'm after the word boring because uh, is it boring? Um... I wish there was a, like a connection between when, when things were separate and uh, mine was bringing emotion or um, happiness or something. And I still feel like sadness rarely comes and humor is all present all the time, but um, you don't have that that you used to have. When things have meaning, you know, you have a reaction to that meaning. And right now, they don't. So a friend of yours, she was saying goodbye this past week, and, um, and I go, oh, you go to a new chapter in your life. It was great, the time that you were here, and all. And so, you were such a cold person, goodbye. And she laughed, and you know. Yes. And, and I go, oh, she's suffering, or whatever, you know, for this. But I don't do anything. I just feel like that she needs to deal, yeah. you know, with whatever. And I don't get into either consolation for her, my close yeah. friend, and I don't expect anything uh, that she understands or not would be her choice or her life, you know. Okay. So that already breaks the relationship socially. Sure. The expectations of others are not there any longer. You know, this person is weird. Okay. So, so is your mind running a memory of how it used to be for you? Mm -hmm. Well, I still recognize when the me tries to go to that past, yes. and, and then you go, okay, this is how it is now. It, it's not that anymore. So still there is this piece in here, but I wonder, I mean, I don't feel like I'm missing out on that. Or, yes, mm -hmm. yeah, I can feel that. You're not missing out, but it feels like that there's memory running yes. into the present moment, Yes, which is tr trying to compare. Yes, and it's because of those circles that I have lost, yeah. all of them. Surely, this is what happens a lot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't fit in no. with people in the way we used no. to fit in. We, we, we stop playing that game because, no. yeah. Depends what part of us were playing that game in that particular friendship. And if that part of us had to fall away, well, you know, we just don't fit anymore. Yes. So there's the, they're the friendships we lose. Okay. Yeah. All right. So 
pay attention when, when you're running memory about how it used to be. If you're like saying, gosh, I used to really enjoy that. It's like, hold on now, memory is running and I'm painting a picture, a rosy picture about how it was. I'm trying to pick the nice parts out of the dualistic perspective and say that they're not here. That's the game you're running then. Okay? So that's just a thought loop. Yes. Okay? Now, that phase of, of total detachment, you know, and as a result of detachment, your life changes. And so, of course, people are like, what is wrong with you? It's like you're out of it or something, you know? And that phase comes to an end and life will pick you up again, but you will go into it from a very different place. Mm -hmm. So it is a phase. Enjoy it. (laughs) Do you know? Enjoy it. Now, if you lived in an ashram or something, then we would have an artificial environment that would be protecting Mm -hmm. you from life. So, like Ramana Maharshi, they literally put a, a, a fence around him, you know, so that nobody could touch him. Or, I mean, it's amazing what, what we have done traditionally with people who've seen the truth. Mm-hmm. And it stopped them from re-engaging. But the way contemporary life is now, after this phase, yes, we will have to re-engage again because life will pick you up. Something will happen and life will pick you up again. Right. I'm forced to do that in the interactions in classroom with my students and everything. Yes. And, and there is another level of expression coming out of me. Uh-huh. Uh, it is totally unplanned, unexpected. It just pours out with wisdom, understanding of all. You don't see any more particulars or them as people with this or that defect or, you know. Yeah. There's no more pesty student and there's more obstinate students. Just yes. everybody's just there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I've become like honey to many people. Like people find me really honey, <laughs> you know, like they want to be with me, they, they want to express it, they love me and all that, even if I'm not doing anything, if something is expressing that um, in the interactions, not like uh-huh. walking strangers, sure, don't find me honey, <laughs> sure, yeah, sure, but that is also another thing that I am discovering right uh-huh. now, um, how all is changed, and so would that you consider being the new uh, engagement with life at another level? Yes, um, but it's going to get more... Um, it will demand more of you. Like, you, you know that old phrase about, you know, before there was a mountain and then there was no mountain and then there was a mountain again, right? Or, you know, I chopped wood and carried water. And now what do I do? I chop wood and I carry water. So life, life will actually begin again. The same dynamic interactions, the same way of, of huge sympathy comes out for somebody who's, who's lost somebody. or, But, but gosh, it, it looks the same on the outside, but it comes from a completely different place inside. Mm-hmm. So the outside old patterns, a lot of them start up again, but they're not sticky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not sticky. Do you know? If there was a dynamic pattern that you had, it would probably start again, but it will be wired completely differently. Mm-hmm. You see? Because we're not attached to it. So emotions will reappear. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, when I was going out with this guy who I ended up marrying. It was like there was... <laughs> there was... Um, Oh yeah, he, he had busted his ankle and, and I was driving him to somebody to, uh, to help get some natural manipulation for his ankle. And he couldn't drive, he couldn't fix himself, couldn't do anything with it. 
So um, I was like, gosh, gosh, there's just all day. I was like, gosh, there's, there's, there's a different kind of love. No, hold on now. There's only love. What is this? What's this? You know? So as he was going, going in to, to, to see this practitioner, I said, I love you, you know? And, and he was like, mm. <laughs> you know, and he was going in, right? So he came out afterwards and he was like, not okay with this. And it's like, well, well how do you mean you love me? What, what's going on? I mean, you can't, how do you do that? Like, can you love somebody? What kind, what is it? And I said, you know, I have no clue at all. I have no clue what this is, but I have to say there is, there is love there. Is it from me to you that I can say those words, but that's not actually what it is. It's like there's love there and I've got to say that there's love there. So where is the there? So it's like, it's like it cranked up. All we have is the language of duality. So, so life starts to happen again. And that's actually a good example because it's like there's love there. Right, there's love there. Now, the dualistic <coughs> language is all I have to make, to, make, to make sense of it, to communicate it effectively. So what the dualistic language is like, I love you. Mm-hmm. All right? So then the dualistic language is a tool. Do I love him? Really? I mean, it's, it's almost like a bit of a... It's kind of confusing. Do you know? It's, it's confusing. Because we were raised up. Our conditioning came out of that original language that we call love and, yes. and all that evolves and everything. Yes. But um, with, with the new kind of love, you don't have a language to, to name it. You cannot and love it and anything. So, Any so it becomes fear. a thing that you cannot understand, but it's still you, you know it in your essence that that's, yeah. that that's what you're feeling that's right. But it doesn't have a name. That's right. It's, yes, I guess so. Exactly. So we have to use the dualistic language because that's all we have. But you know it's completely different. You, you, you know yourself because you're kind of putting together language on top of something in order to be able to communicate. So there, it, you, you kind of have to glue it together again. And life will make this happen. Do you know? Mm-hmm. That you'd be like, gosh, it's, do I, do I, w- w- yeah, of course there is sadness that this person lost somebody. That's the normal human thing, mm-hmm. is, is, is to comfort them for their pain. And, and it will come that you have some capacity to, to comfort them in their pain. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't come from empathy, you taking it on, you, imp- you know, you paralleling or an old experience that you had that gives you some, some way to really understand what's going on for them. It doesn't come from any of those paradigms. But there is also not much understanding that you need anymore as that progresses. It's, yeah. like it, it's settled. It's much, it's much softer. It's, the whole mm-hmm. thing is much easier. It's much more fluid. So, so as, as life goes on, you'll find that you, you just have to borrow language to be able to communicate it. Do you know? Yeah. But it comes from a completely different place. Completely different. And and the phase of detachment, it does end. It does end for those of us who live out in the world. It doesn't feel like being detached anymore. Life gets more active. And we re-enter it in a different way. So I put money on it. That life will become more active again. There will be more things that, that, that you end up doing, do you know? Mm-hmm. You know, because life gets simpler, and it, because we just can't chit-chat, and you, you, you just... And it's like a, the, the, the disappearance of the contracted energy anymore. Yes. You just get that other energy, whatever yes. moves everything. Yes. In, yeah. Yes. The contraction yeah, goes. Yeah. 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 That's it. And I even had to kind of learn how to... Um, 
Okay. Right. Operate again yeah. in that war. It's like, what, what, what do I see? Because it's dual. Is, yeah. And you're like, not there anymore. That's it. You're not there anymore. So I had to kind of crank up something. I remember being in situations of like, what do I say here? You know, what, 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 what do people say when they're out socially? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, literally. And yeah. forgetting things and objects you never used to forget anymore. You know, even though you thought at a point that you were hot and somewhere and remembering everything, then it's like, Oh, that I did that again. It is not age. It's just like yes. you are a loop. You are floating or something. It's like how could I have forgotten that? Yes, you know. Yes, and it's just disconnecting and reconnecting in a different way, you know. But yeah, but but yeah, I I, I had to I had to actively. How, how how what happens here again? What what happens when you meet somebody like this? What what's the social norm? What's accepted in this culture? Yes, come on, what, what is it? You know, and that game needs to be played, and that's all right because we're not protected. So find little things that will get you back. Uh, they will to, come to looking like you're operating normally. And it's it's, it's more like it's more like they'll come. It's it doesn't matter about searching. It, them that's now. the natural pull is to go back into life. Okay. You know, it's to chop wood and carry water to do the very same as you did before, but you'll come from it from a very different place. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. There will be a natural pull to to engage again because you come from a different place, and that's that's the beauty of what's happening now is that we're not in monasteries and ashrams. We're out in the world and continuing to mm-hmm. rear kids and you know have new lovers and new jobs and it's like gosh, gosh, you know, life life starts again. You know, it just starts again, but it's from a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. completely different because it's, it's the total, total view but the body-mind organism has to relearn certain things just relearn them because the old wiring doesn't work but they come in a harmonious way it comes in a harmonious way okay. life will pick you up and push you into those scenarios okay. yeah yeah it will just push you in and sometimes it'll be too much and sometimes it'll be flowing lovely and that's the game nice yeah it's wonderful to be here yeah, good to have you here. And then you got the memo, the purple and white. The purple and white. This is the theme of the day. It's it's <laughs> Thanks so much, Dad. Thank you. Love you. See you, Clara. Love you too. Welcome back. Jennifer. Thank you. Um, the last time you were here, it was very clear. You advised me to work on loving myself unconditionally. And I started doing what I believe was the best I could do to get there and meditating and um, I went back to my work and all of a sudden I just felt no desire to talk to people. I kind of started feeling like that it felt good to be alone and um, so I have two, two questions. One is um, I started feeling like I'm not in the right place at work and that I, I started getting different ideas about I could be doing this and I started feeling um, so these characters that I feel like oh I could do this it would be very exciting so 
that's one part of it that I have so many ideas but I don't know which one is the one that I should focus on and, and everything is related to creating something like writing or um, just mostly writing and art um, I'm also married for two years and I gave a husband three teenagers and I have two little girls of my own so there is a demand of that character to be functioning all the time. And for the most part, I'm doing the best I can. I forget I'm imperfect. And he, the part that is pulling me and is hurting me is that um, I'm very invested in this character. <laughs> um, I'm trying very hard again to be everything to everybody. And I often disappoint my husband. And he will question me, why would I do this? Why would I do that? And my mind will go behind and I'm like, I don't know, because I thought that was okay. Or, um, I know, I can see that I have not done anything wrong. Okay. But he's very, he feels I'm selfish. He says that to me, or oh, inconsiderate. Um, and I have, I feel I have no control over that and he's upset and we're having a hard time. And I guess this character is thinking, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I can go to that place where I'm like, it's going to be okay. But then it hurts me to see him disappointed. And, and I know I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Are you doing the best you can? Are you honoring you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so when this judgment comes from him, do you soak it? What, what do you do with it? Because it's, it's a piece of energy too, you know? Do you, do you take it in? I try not to. Okay. And I listen to him and then I say, well, you know, and I have said, I, he will say, well, you should, you probably don't care or, okay. I'm like, I, I do care, you know, okay. but it seems relentless until yes. I get upset. Okay. Until okay. I buy into it. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. When we soak up negative judgments that are erroneous if a judgment is 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 something you can use to work on fantastic it's great it's like whoa somebody helps you to see something but if a judgment is you know you think mm, nope nope that's 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 not accurate so then the other person is projecting something it's something about them that they're sending in you if you sending your way if you absorb that it will it will break down an essential part of yourself that you need to stay whole. Absorbing that would be not a good thing. If it means that you've got to go like, you know what, babe, that's about you. 
you, it might come to that. And so my hand is automatically going up. It's like, whoop, I am so not letting that in. Do you know? It's really important that you stay strong yourself. And, you know, you've done enough work to know that. Am I being inconsiderate? You're checking it out. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Use everything. Use everything you can to, to try and make yourself grow. Hmm? Yeah. And so if you know it's like, mm, no, you're off the mark here. Send it back. Energetically. Energetically. Send that out of yourself. That energy has to go back. Um, that's something to do with him. You know, if, 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 if what he's saying is a judgment on you and you know that it's not accurate, then it's his pain. He's just spitting out. He's spitting out something that he learned or that he heard from somebody or his thoughts he has about himself. Or he's, That's his loop. He's running something. Be sure you don't absorb it. Okay. Be sure. That's the most important thing. It, it would be interesting to see what he would do. I'd love to chat to you like in a few months and see what, 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 what happens when you like, no, no, you're, you're, off, you're off the mark there, you know? If you send it back, what happens? I'd love to know what he does with it. What happens there? Does it give him an opportunity to, to actually recognize something in himself? Or does he get really angry? Or what does he do with it? Does it help him or does it, it implode? It'll be interesting to see what happens, and that's going to determine if it's going to work out for you or not. Okay. You know, because if it comes at you with more force, you, you've, 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 you've got to watch yourself, you know? You've got to protect yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if it comes with more, uh, but if he's willing to move or, or actually take back something that he said, okay, okay, you can work through that. Of course you can work through that. I have been very... Um, even when that happens and it's upsetting, then I try to go back and say, listen, this is what happened. This is my truth. Yeah. And, and I say, I, I didn't do this. And the things you said are not accurate. Do you see that? Uh-huh. Um, well, when another incident happens, I think he gets, he, I have seen that it's getting worse. And, and he will say, just think that everything is in my mind. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So, um, I think I already know. Mm. And I'm having a hard time with that, to let him go and let him be. Yeah. But, yeah. Would he be open to any kind of couples therapy, mediation, any kind of communication with a third party there? He may be. That might be a way for somebody else to show him his patterns. Because if it's destructive for you, that, that's when a relationship doesn't work. If it's destructive for you, something that, that he's not willing to change, then, then, then you've got to mind yourself. You know? Okay. Yes. If it's destructive for you, be careful. But if, if a third party could, could, if you could hear somebody from another person. Do you know couples therapy? Nope. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. you'd find somebody. Okay. If he's open to that, it might be interesting because, you know, it might be, say, look, I need him to hear that this is, this is the pattern. So he might hear it from somebody else because... Whatever it is that you're representing, you're a safe place for him to project. You're safe. Mm -hmm. 
you know, whereas a stranger is not going to be safe, so he's going to have a better opportunity of hearing it there because he can't. He won't be able to throw the same thing back because the wiring he has with you, he won't have with a stranger. Yeah. You see? Yes. That might be a good way for him to, to give it a shot to see if he can see himself. Okay. You know? That's what I would do. Yeah. I guess uh, the, that was one question and the other one was about how it seems like with all this happening, I don't understand, like part of me feels like this is not a good time to do anything about changing careers or anything, but there is a desire. And I know it's not going to go away. <laughs> yes, okay, good. Yeah. Um, so I guess I should just nurture it and just wait until... Yeah, wait for it. You're, you're so right. It's like, oh, you, 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 you got to start out your home first. <laughs> you know, or put that on a, on, a, on a scale that nurtures you because if you're operating from a creative place... You, you need your home environment not to be destructive on you. you, you, yes. you so that's got to organize itself first. And the other idea is cooking. You know it's not going to go away and you know it's cooking and you're not quite sure yet. So it needs another bit of time. It needs another bit of time. That's okay. But the domestic situation, that's on the front burner. Yes. Your change in career is on the back. It's cooking. It's a slow cooker. That's okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you're very welcome. So one of the things I've been working on is self-criticism and loving my, loving the character. Yes. And there's been some progress. If I'm by myself doing my thing, I don't have a lot of reaction to what's happening, which is, you know, good. I mean, because I used to criticize myself all the time yeah. when something went wrong. But I do notice that if someone else criticizes me, um... Maybe I take that energy in like we were talk you were talking about with the other lady because I in, in the moment it happens, I think I react appropriately, but it's afterwards, hours afterwards or even days afterwards, I start well, you know, I, I start feeling really bad about it, like a lot of shame, as if I've done something that I shouldn't have done. Even if it's really I mean I can see intellectually, usually it's the other person's reaction just you know, as, as uh, and I'm sorry, I can get your name. Kenny. Kenny? Kenny. Teddy? Kareen. Kareen. Oh, Kareen, okay. Uh, yes, um, you know, I mean, she spoke very well about that. I felt like, okay, I can articulate this a little better now. It, it's like I have shame because I didn't react the way the other person, in a way that the other person truly understood me. You know, in other words, I feel like they're, uh, maybe being critical because they didn't understand and that's because they didn't present myself right or something. It's all on me, you know, and as if, as if I could control the other person's reaction by something I do, which I know is... Yes, yes okay. I mean, I, I, intellectually, I get it. And, but I, and I think maybe I just don't feel safe when someone's criticizing me, you know, which would be understandable given some of my past beliefs and stuff. You know, I always felt like, okay, so mom would abandon me if I didn't be the child she wanted me to be kind of thing. So that, that's kind of, I think, maybe a natural outgrowth. But, I mean, I spent two days earlier in the week going through this, and I'm thinking, this is really excessive. I mean, why am I still there? 
especially when I do better. I mean, I, I, I've done so much better just being by myself. But why am I so wrapped up in that? I don't seem to, even when I'm sitting there and saying, okay, I know this doesn't matter, I know it's not real, and it still feels, you know, I'm still suffering. So some, there's some disconnect somewhere. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I feel like it's silly because I'm not in that space, but when I'm in that space, it, it really feels miserable. Yes. So yes. any advice you can yes. give me would be appreciated. Sure. Okay, so there's a few layers. When you can rationalize it and you know, okay, this is ridiculous, but, but yet I'm suffering, mm-hmm. but I know it's ridiculous and I can see the loop that caused it and it's stupid and I'm not buying into it, but yet there's suffering. Yes. What happens when that's happening is that your energy field has taken a puncture. Okay. It's, it's, you've, you've literally, you've soaked something. You've been a punch bag for a piece of energy. You've, or somebody has said something that's reminded you of an old punch bag that you had an okay. old war wound and they scratch the scab off again mm-hmm. and whoa it's fresh again so it, it our our energy body has its own wisdom and its own way of showing us hey this isn't healed i'm storing it for the mind until the mind is willing to throw it up or you can call it the subconscious or whatever but i feel it energetically because it's usually a kick in your stomach it feels like yeah it's physical it's physical it it's is. in the body no yes, yes so and that's it, it it's literally energetic it's at a chakra level it's energetic we soak something mm-hmm. okay so your mind knows there's no loop but the energy body is still running a loop yes that's a good description you see it's still running some loop now so what's the loop so what we're after is the first thing that needs to shift is let it be okay for people to misunderstand you Give people permission to misunderstand you, to pick you up wrong, to misinterpret what you said, to make erroneous assumptions about you, to just somehow not ask for clarity when they clearly could have asked for clarity and there would have been no issue. Mm -hmm. Give space for people to do all those things, to misinterpret you and therefore misunderstand you. Something in you hates being misunderstood. Yes. Because it's like, it's just confusion that completely could have been avoided. Yes, and it feels, like I said, it feels unsafe, and I feel shame. I feel shame. Yeah. Yeah. That's the old energetic pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and shame is, 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 there's a less than, there's a, it's in separation, no? Where there's, yes, there's no equality so. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's gone back into mm-hmm. some place where your, your way of operating when that happened was in separation. Okay. You know, so I need to. I'm, I just want to state it back to you to make sure I'm on the right track. So, basically, I need to come to a place where it's okay for people to misinterpret me, and I need to probably reflect on that so I can come to that place. I guess. I mean, that's the only thing I can think to do with that. Is that kind of what you had in mind? Yeah, and to be amused. It's like, whoa, they completely misunderstood me. God, that's interesting how that can happen. Even as you say that, it feels unsafe. There you go. <laughs> it feels like, you know, it feels like if I say that to myself, you know, I'm following along with you and it's, oh, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Why is that so scary? Just to be misunderstood? Uh, because then it opens the door for attack. Aha. Uh-huh. And attack, I mean physical attack. Now, okay. I haven't been physically attacked, but a lot of people have. I mean, I guess I'm, you know, I'm... Maybe take that a little too hard, but... Uh, yeah, you're running a cause and effect there that doesn't, yeah. doesn't fit. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, if somebody is critical of you, that doesn't mean they're going to physically attack you, but, but I guess 
I work in a realm where I see how these things snowball so I can I can understand that, that that's how it starts so to speak yes even though I don't experience that personally yes yes so I don't know if it's fear of the unknown or what yes some there's an unsafety someplace some yes. memory of being unsafe yeah that's still there. It may have just been some things that I read as a kid. You know, I read yeah. about the Holocaust and yeah. some of the medical exper experiments that weren't, you know, you go to the Holocaust Museum, they don't even list them all. So I know I read some pretty horrific stuff. Yeah. Things like that. And yeah. 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 Can it be safe to be vulnerable? Can you see the beautiful side of vulnerability? Well, I think if you're not vulnerable, you aren't open to uh, the best that life has to offer, like love. I mean, that part I see. Okay. And so that, that's, uh, on the other hand, you know, um, as I'm speaking of that, uh, I also recognize that then, of course, that opens you to hurt. And while I feel okay on the, for the most part, I feel okay on the emotional part of it, uh, somehow that seems to, in my mind, lead to the physical part of it, which huh. is the scary part for me. Yeah. Yeah, that your body can be in danger. Yes, and, and, and somehow it's not just that the body's in danger, because the body can be in danger from disease or an accident. That doesn't feel scary. <laughs> it feels scary when other people are the agent on purpose. That feels scary. Gosh. Yeah, and I don't know why that is because yeah. I haven't had any yeah. personal experience other than, of yeah. course, knowing that what happens in the world. But. but you've picked up something, and you know, we can say it's past life, it's from another dimension. But really, what it is is we just download a piece of energy, and you know, and we, we it, it gets turned into this experience because mm -hmm. it's a piece of energy that's trying to clear. You know, okay. So, so how to clear that? Do you know what would work because. What would work is tapping. Do you know tapping? No. Yeah, emotional freedom technique is, is one phrase for it, and tapping is, is the activity. There's, um, there's a website, I'm pretty sure it's, there's loads of them, but there's one that I came across that was particularly good called tapping.com. And there's a, there's a video on the homepage, and they're saying, okay, bring up the memory. So you, you bring up, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to get beaten up for this, or whatever it is, run, run your story. And when you're in that emotional response, there are literally meridian energy lines that you tap they show you where to tap them oh okay and what you do is you break the circuit between the story and the emotional response okay huh, that sounds so, yeah it sounds like it could be helpful yeah because you're just running something your physiology is running something because you know it doesn't quite make sense but no. but you're running something so this energy is is we've got to break the circuit between that emotional response and being misunderstood and I'm in physical danger. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've got, we got to break the link between the two. So that fear chain that turns into that story, it's got to go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it means breaking the circuit between that thought and the emotional response. That feels right. That yeah. feels right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So emotional freedom technique, that's the technique, because it gives emotional freedom, no? It's a technique okay. that gives yes. emotional freedom. Yes. Um, yeah, so I would, I'd go on tapping and, and start, start doing the circuit. It's, okay. it's very potent. It's very potent. Great. I think yeah. I might need something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think so, just to break the circuit, because it, it's, it's not attached to any big trauma. It's, it's just a circuit. It just, you're, you've got to clear, you know, mm -hmm. it just came your way and you've got to clear it, you know? Yeah, that sounds, that yeah. sounds right. Thank you. Yeah, I think that will clean that one up all right. 
Yeah, it's a great, it's a great technique. When there's a, a, a disproportionate emotional response to some thought, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's just our circuitry. It's the limitation of our neurology, really. You know, as yet. Well, thank you, thank you. You're very welcome, Mary. Yeah. Being misunderstood, you know, it's, it's, it comes up an awful lot. The f- we, we hate to be misunderstood. And I'm not sure why, but we really don't like it, you know? It's, it's weird, you know? We, we kind of... We, we, well, I, I imagine it's because energetically, it's like we're, we're, we're sending a frequency through language and we want to, the frequency to land in the same way, but it lands in a way that we don't recognize, and it's like, huh? You know? And so we, we want to fix it. It doesn't feel right, you know? Thank you so much for being back. Thank you for the invitation. Um, when you were here last time, um, both Friday night and Saturday night, I, I woke up in the morning like, where have I been? Where have you been? And yeah, like, it, there wasn't, it was, the universe disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, for several months after you were here, I was able to, uh, I mean, without any effort, I would start to go somewhere and just, you know, and I could just stay calm and present. Um, thank you. <laughs> I, I went out to visit my twin sister in California, and I'm still calm and present, but she was way the opposite. <laughs> and eventually, I picked up my patterns. Um, I'm sure not, I'm sure something remains of that, but um, it seems like I'm either in totally in, in that piece or a rather low self-esteem. Ha! Huh. Like, uh, so my question is, I know that you've said, I, I know one doesn't have anything to do with the other in a way. One's just the ego and the story, and you think, well, I don't, it's okay, it doesn't have to be there. So sometimes that can just happen. But um, is it that our low self-esteem just occupies the mind so that this can't happen. And that's why self-esteem matters. And, because I have this belief now that, you know, that initial programming, whatever it is, you just have to live with it and, and start to ignore it, because I'm not sure I... Since I, since I have had these experiences of being out of it, I, I don't necessarily believe that you have to nurse the whole thing, heal every little thing, yeah. and you've got to get every one of these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, why not just... Yeah. I, and, you know, my first awakening was in Ramana's ashram, and it was, like, so total. Um, but, brief. Yes. 
<laughs> and uh, when you were here last time, you told me that that bliss experience and that love experience would not happen. And that's what happened when I was with you. I went beyond that need for that. Yes, good. And this calmness and this silence, it's like, I want to say, it was so fabulous, but it's like, it's only in looking back that you notice something wasn't there. So it's like, yes. it's like, a, to describe it is like negatives only. You know? Yes. <laughs> it's not, it's not. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so anyway, um, a little bit about low self-esteem. Uh-huh. What she was describing sounds very familiar. Yeah. Uh, in, I'm spending a lot of time alone. A lot, a lot. Yeah. I'm not working and the phone might not ring for one or two weeks. Um, and I think I'm enjoying this stage, like you said. Yes, that's because, wonderful. Enjoy it, yes. Because it was to someone here that you said enjoy it because more will be as you engage, and I do notice I'm engaging more. Ah, uh, it happens naturally. It really kicks in naturally. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I don't have anything hooked up already to engage in. Yes. Uh, my children and daughter are in New York City, so I go there a couple yes. of times a year, and I go to my So life sister. will have to just present something that's not already there. Right, because uh -huh. I moved to Austin more recently, so I don't have all these yes. links, and I just thought, well, that's delicious. You know? Yes. I, yes. I can just be me and be me yes. or whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> or not me and Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, but uh, you met my daughter last night, the one who uh, said don't run your intuition through someone else. Ah, okay. And of course that's my, <laughs> that's what gets me. Uh, in trying to um, describe the two different worlds, or trying, it's like, um, they still want me to fit in their world and be active and producing and everything. And uh, since you've been here, I've become stronger in not doing that. That's the only difference. I was still not doing anything, but I'm becoming stronger in just if I'm to do something, it'll come. I'll have a desire to or something, or it'll be given to me. Mm. Or life will say, you got to do this. Somebody will say, I need you to help, and you'll be just pulled in. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes it's like that. It's quite abrupt, okay. you know? So anyway, on the, I have two questions. And one somebody gave me that was here last night. They said, did you mean that intuition was not in the truth? Did that... And the other is mine, um, and that's about this self-esteem and what to make of it. Okay, so the intuition about the truth, I think we were talking to Donald at the time. Um, yeah, so in, it, intuition is a very useful tool to develop because it is a, it, 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 it's, it's a wisdom that you have that doesn't, does, that doesn't originate in the mind. It, it, it's, a, it's a gut feeling, you know? So it's like the wisdom of the body or some inner knowing. Is it actually the truth? 
very rarely. I can't say it never. Um, but but no, it's usually too much in the particular. It's it's sure it's it's got a better sense of direction because it doesn't have all the garbage that we have in the, with the conditioned mind. So it's much more of a gut feeling of what the right way to go is because because it just doesn't have the conditioning to deal with. But is it actually the truth? Well, the truth doesn't talk. The truth is the silence. It doesn't talk. Do you know? So sometimes a movement comes through. You know, there's a movement to do something. It's not your gut at all. It's just a movement to do something. So that's not intuition at all. You know that movement. That's consciousness moving through form. Do you see? But intuition is when there's another sense, that another decision-making capacity within us, which doesn't come from the logical, practical, task-oriented mind. But then the ego uses it. Very often. If it ignores it, yeah, the ego has won. But if you generally follow a guideline, I'm going to follow my gut here, I'm going to follow my gut, then the mind will, will support what comes from your intuition. Mm-hmm. You know? But the movement of consciousness itself, it comes, it's a different thing. It, you, you know that one, though. You know mm-hmm. that one. It's like, oh, it, it, it wasn't even noticed by your mind. You're, kind of, you're seeing the movement retrospectively. You know? You're already moving. Like with, with your gut, you get the gut feeling, and then you take that action. You see? Mm-hmm. Whereas the movement of consciousness is completely and totally, mind is playing catch up. There's something else happening. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing I really like about your book, I, I do the Course of Miracles for years, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought, well, what is my motivation if it's not the ego, <laughs> you know, sitting waiting for that. And then I just loved in your book where you said you do everything without motivation. It's like, oh, God. Yes. You know, I was still trying to control yes. and sort yes. the choices. Yes. Now, some years later, after writing the book, what has proven useful, the more I get into life, I suppose, and, you know, moving country, cranking up a new culture again, new relationship, it's like, here we go again back into a sort of a game of life, no? What's been really useful is setting goals mm-hmm. for the phenomenal character. It's been really useful. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have had to do it if I was living alone, but in a relationship, it's like I kind of, I kind of I had to find some new tools so that I can, I can kind of find a way to connect with my husband. Do you know? I have to kind of, I have to learn the language again. And I have found setting goals is really useful, phenomenal thing. Now, I have no, I don't give a hoot if I ever make them or don't make them. Like, you know, if, if, if I achieve them or not achieve them, sure, it doesn't matter at all. But phenomenally, it's really good. It like, it's like it gives the Jack character a direction, which m- makes me more accessible to my husband. Uh-huh. What's see? an example of a direction? Of a goal. Uh, Let's move house because because we need a place with whatever a spare bedroom, or let's change the car. Or it's like decision making a goal. Okay, let's do it by Christmas. Let's you know let's go to India here. It's like we'll say, okay, let's just put away so much money and we'll just make that trip happen there. Okay, we'll do this for vacation next year. It's kind of like planning, but I'm seeing it as a goal really because mm-hmm. in my brain that's how I work it. I was like, God, a goal is really useful because it, it gives focus and direction. Mm-hmm. It gives us another way to meet because there is. I have to. I've had to find ways for him, to, so that I can connect with him or meet him. 
It's for yeah. the relationship to work. You see? So while I do things without motivation, I have now found that goals are really useful tools. So it's like there's things in the phenomenal world that I'm, I'm kind of, that's useful, that's useful, and that's useful. And I'm like gathering them again, you know, mm-hmm. learning how to chat with somebody if you're going for a cup of coffee. It's like, mm-hmm. what, what I we talk about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what I notice is that I really enjoy being with people who have goals. Okay. Because it gives us a way to come together. There you go. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's it. And so I understand Yeah. Yeah. how useful that is for the enjoyment of yeah. being. Hated. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So all, a lot of those things are come back. They're, they're very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they don't require the old kind of motivation. Do you know? Because you can say goal setting. Yeah, it's based on desire. It's not actually. It's a practical thing to make functioning happen better. Do you see? Okay, and we're not calling that a desire. Not at all. Okay. It's, it, it helps better functioning because mm-hmm. y- y- you, you can still have no desire and no motivation, but the goal is there. So it, the motivation would, would be to make the relationship work better, for mm-hmm. example. But, but it's not personally driven. It's like a practical thing in order to make functioning happen better in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not a personal, it's not personal, the motivation. You're not invested in the outcome. It's just common sense. It's just practical. Mm-hmm. Oh, for instance, Rob helped me to buy a car this year. Yeah. It was like so much fun. We had so much fun going in. Yeah. I could really play the game with the people yes. as we were doing this. And, yeah. and uh, yes. Like, yes. We learned that game. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. It's like this. So it's like normal life stuff cranks up again, but it doesn't have a personal agenda. It looks the same on the outside, and we're st- as, as we spoke earlier, we've got the same, have to use the same language, but there isn't a personal agenda in there that's caught up in needing an outcome to be a certain way. Yes, even the car that I wound up buying, it was like, Oh, you're not going to be able to help for a while, and you know, I really need to get this done. I'll just buy this one. It was like, okay, the whistle blew and musical chairs. Yes. And it was like, oh, so I hope it's the right one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, but instead of, you know, I would have spent a little more time in my regretting or I didn't do, you know, didn't, and I just thought, well, I can't spend my time there. Okay. And so it's like, very good. this must be the car. <laughs> yes, very good. Whatever it takes, yes. whatever it happens. Yes. I haven't had it inspected yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this I'm is life. <laughs> yes, yes. But, um, okay. So anyway, still this switch when something hits. And, uh, and yeah. I feel like I've gone out and presented myself and it, maybe it's the same exact thing wasn't accepted so I kind of felt a little can I really be okay with no one accepting me or yes. whatever um, she was describing yes people not understanding you or not getting you or yeah is that just a projecting that I'm not getting me well being bothered about other people's opinions really it's a waste of energy. Why, why, why would you be bothered? If you're happy with yourself and you're like, okay, I'm presentable enough to go outside the door, that'll do. You know, it's like, after that, you know. 
really doesn't matter what who. I don't think I'm there, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an external thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the self-confidence thing. How much work do you have to do, and do you have to work at all, and do you have to tidy it all up? So. When, when, when there's a lot of work to do and basically every thought is self-referenced, you're with somebody and you're double-checking, do they like me, do they not like me, how did that go down, why did they say that? If you're running that commentary all the time, okay, there's no way that there's going to be a crack for the truth to show itself. Yes. All right, that person has to do some work. You've got to get the tools to manage your mind. Yes. Okay, you've got to get some tools. Okay, once you've got a decent toolkit and you're able to see the games and you're honest enough to know what kind of garbage you run, you know, because mm-hmm. we all run the same garbage, really. Um, once you've got your toolkit and there's enough space between the eye story, that the gaps between the eye stories get longer, mm-hmm. you know, and then something comes up and you're running a loop and then there's a break and then you get another bit of trauma or some stuff and you get another break. Okay, so, so when that's happening... Uh, yes, it's quite possible that, you know what, you've done enough. It's like, when, when mm, you might take on to heal it and see what the pattern is, is about and dissolve it that way. Or the other option is, that's just my mind. It's going to run a loop. It's going to sort itself out. And I am so not going to need it to do anything. It's just my mind. It will always find another loop for another few days. And I don't care. And so if there is something that can see the wisdom of, look, that's mind running its thing. It's going to sort itself out in a few days. Fine. I'm not going to be absorbed in it. So if your attention can pull back and allow that to go on, you've done your self-development stuff. You've done it. Well, I'm I'm pretty good at telling myself now, they don't really give a shit. Who's the they? (laughs) Whoever's judging me. All right, okay. They really are doing this themselves about themselves. Oh yeah, everybody's <laughs> absorbed with themselves. So it's like, sure. um, yeah, starting to notice. You know, uh, it's been a long time ago that I started to notice that it, they're really not spending all their time worrying about me. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but just, just like Is that everybody. A <laughs> but you see. <laughs> Everybody who comes up here, we all talk about ourselves. We just want to talk about me. Let's talk about me having no me. We still want to talk about me. It's the human condition, no? We like to talk about ourselves. We just do. Yes, I remember when when I came up the first time I had just come out of that meditation, I was gone. Yeah. I could barely get up here. But I had been having a question for 15 years about something that happened with Ramana. And I asked that instead of being present. I, I could hear you saying, oh, your energy just totally shifted. I could hear you saying that, and it was like, I'm still going to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, you, I know when I get back in that place, I'm still going to want to have that answer uh-huh. in that place. And yes. so I just ignored yes. the present. Yes. Presence. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm seeing this. Yes. But, um, if you can see that it's all just mind, no matter what loop it's running, that it's all mind, then the particulars of the story of what mind is talking about is of no interest to you. Okay. That's like the last straw. 
Do you know? Yes. That's when you don't have to fix another thing at all. The fixing has stopped. Unless it's, you know, personal development, you're in a relationship or somebody needs you to change a pattern or put the toilet seat up or, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. these kind of things, sure. But, but, like, if you can see that, ah, that's just my mind, and you're not in the story of it, you're out. Okay, and I don't... Ha- I, that can work without... That's going to take my emotional body along with it. You probably won't get the insight. If your emotional body is invested, you probably won't have the objectivity to see that it's just mind. Okay. So if, I can, if I'm in that place to uh, see the objectivity, yeah. the emotional body has gone with, with me. It's, it, your, your, your emotional body will be loose enough. Okay. Uh, it's quite likely. Okay. It's quite likely. Like Mary's example is like her mind was out, but her energy body is completely wrapped in it, completely stuck. You know, she's suffering. Like she's just feeling, you know, the threat that there's that there's physical, that there's a threat here for my safety. Do you see? But I think everybody really kind of still has some of that from their early. Everybody's a bit different. Everybody's a bit different. It's unusual to have. The mind is completely outside of it, but the emotional body is completely invested. It's usually a little bit of both. It's unusual to have a clear division like that. It's unusual. Okay. It's unusual. So, so we've we got to see what happens for you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have that objectivity, do you have the objectivity of your emotional body as well? Well, like most mothers, probably not around my children all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their disapproval. <laughs> Their disapproval? Mm. Yeah. Give them permission to disapprove of you. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know how it happens. You know, the children become the parents. Mm-hmm. It, it just does that loop. Mm-hmm. So it gives them permission that they're just doing their thing. They're growing up. Yeah. I love what Brian Katie said, where she said... <laughs> Oh no, these are my grandchildren. I'm going to tell them all this is right and this is wrong, and they can sort it out when it's their turn. <laughs> <laughs> they can drop it later. Yeah, they can drop it later. <laughs> but it's kind of like you. Now we're going to have this goal. I, I love that. Um, yeah, recognition of that. Yeah, yeah. Since you since you were here, it's probably part of this, but. Um, I had moved into an apartment to save money, and it was old, and it's going to be torn down, you know, sometime, and so I wasn't fixing it up. And mm. since you were here, it was like, I am to fix this up. Ah. And so it's this been my goal to paint and redecorate and just... Perfect. Lovely. It's like, I don't know where it came from. Perfect. One day I got out of my chair, and it just, had, it just went. Perfect. Yeah. So I think I know what you're talking That's about. That's it. That's it. And... Um, you know, when I would be obsessive, it's like, oh, no, these pillows I just bought, they're not the right ones. So I'd take them all the way back and get more, and I'm going, this is making a lot of work out of it. But it's yes. like, well, I don't care, that's what I want to do. Yes, yes. And so, now I think I'm ready for the next goal. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like this. It, yeah, and it, it takes a bit of getting used to it to see how your life changes so much. And it does. It does change. And I kept saying, am I doing this so that I can present it? Sure, we're checking in. Good for you. Or because I, this is the way I like it. I yes. want it just like this. Yes. And so I just, yeah, it seems a little self-indulgent, but you know that was what was happening. Absolutely, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I just thank you so much. Very thank you. Very much. Can I take a breather for a minute? Okay. Just just a five minute pause. Is it getting easier to drop into that still, soft place? A little bit? Okay, great. Starting to hear the phrase, pull back. Starting to hear the phrase, pull back. Yeah, that phrase really, uh, I've heard you say it, and I heard it on the, on the DVD or CD. And it, it, it's really yeah nice. the meditation CD yeah pull back yeah pull back. and you know it's funny because it's, some of us totally get that that like that that mm, as though the personal identification is a movement forward out into the world and that when you pull back you can observe and go prior to the observer and prior to the I am and pure consciousness and even prior to that you know, prior to the non-dual and some folks don't get that sense that it's directional at all. But still, the openings happen. So even if the words pull back don't work for you, something still changes. It still changes. The context of space is needed for, you know, for the external world to be in front and for pulling back to be behind. If the concept of space is a concept that, that's more ready to, to break down, then the direction doesn't make sense. But it still happens. I don't know if I'm making any sense at all. I'm talking about the concept of space being in there, in the sense of pulling back, right? And if it doesn't make sense to you, it actually quite often is because the concept of space isn't as solid as it would be for somebody else. It could be as simple as that, you know? So if pulling back is making sense to you, fantastic, go back. Because space is the very first concept, so it's okay that it breaks down further down the line, that's okay. So if it's a case of pull out of it or, you know, disconnect, whatever that pointer is for you, it's going to do the same thing as pull back. Yeah. And when you pull back, your, your mind can't go with you. It's like your mind is the front, the front machine, you know? When you pull back, it's like, Foom. you're not in story. You're just not in story. Attention isn't on story. There's other perspectives open to you then.
Anybody who hasn't been up this morning want to come? Okay, Gigi, and then... This is our birthday girl. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting so far, isn't Really wild. It's um, well, it it 
to even speak of it would bring it into like this this drama place, but like on paper, like a tragedy happened. It was a homicide, somebody related to me, you know, like all of the the pieces and and there there isn't even it's not even any stick with that because none of it's true. Like that was just a, a moment of knowing when that person was gonna exit and their their what I see is that their capacity to fully be magnificent is now expressed. Whereas in the body, he was very limited and caught in things that, you know, all I'm saying is yes, there's not really any words that, uh, you know, yeah, Jack, thank you, and you're loved. And when you said that your husband, and you said to Derek, you know, I love you, it's like, I know, because I Jack and I love you know like there's I'm just love so it like blows <laughs> out a lot <laughs> you know yes but it's good yes and and love happens you know it's it's it's, it's inevitable it's, it just flows all the time it's just inevitable mm-hmm. there's there's no stopping that one yeah it's, it's there all the time if we're tuned into or not or not tuned into it or not it makes no difference it's just that's that's just movement itself, you know. It's 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 in everything. It flows through everything, 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 you know. But if we grab that as an idea, oh God, you know, then we become flaky and new age, and that's like off we go on another little loop. It's like mm-hmm. okay, but if you see it, mm-hmm. if you actually see that, oh my God, love is in everything. It's all about love, actually. If you see that. Gosh, it's much more authentic than grabbing the concept of it and and making that part of your life, you know? Mm Yeah. Yeah, thank you. To be continued in some state. I'll see you. Maybe it'll be New York next. Yes, maybe so. Yes, maybe so. Thank you. Let's see. Good luck with the move. Thank you. Yeah. Closer. Great, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, my mind is more expanded, so it's, I'm trying to get it back to uh, you know which which uh, point. So I'll just um, say the the first thing that I thought of to say was uh, this morning I. Sometime I woke up and I kind of saw, I don't know if I saw your face or felt your presence around me and, um, or, you know, I don't know if it's really you, but it was a a voice that said, you know, you have a deep need for approval. And um, I don't know if you remember that. (laughs) 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 So, you know, it was like, it was like my my childhood. my parents, you know, so I, I, um, you know, I tried to revisit that in my mind as far as what that felt like, and, um, you know, it was, it was my parents, 
probably didn't give me very much verbal approval or anything like that. So. Anyway, so I think I'm processing that. Yeah, good <laughs> for you. That. Good for you. Do you approve of yourself now? Um, I don't know. <laughs> that might be worth looking at. Do you approve of you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do know, I did relate to the other person talking about um, not, you know, I don't like it when people um, don't understand me and so they, they, they make negative comments, you know, but they haven't really made an effort to understand either. It's just, you know, like you said, people's, people's opinions. Um, and they haven't done any research. It's just, you know, yes. their opinion at the time. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So I'm pretty, I tend to be pretty strongly affected by that also. And tell me about opinions of others that you would hold when you have an opinion about somebody else? Um, I, I do like an example of an opinion? Or? Well, I suppose I'm drawing the parallel thinking, do you know how easy it is to have an opinion about some, somebody or something? I like that, I don't like that, that could be better. These just comments of opinions happen all the time. Yeah. Um, we mightn't even be able to remember the last two opinions we had. Mm-hmm. They come and go. But mm-hmm. when we're at the other side of them, they seem to be all important. Mm-hmm. See yeah. how kind of crazy it is? Because opinions just come and go. They arise all the time. Because the dualistic mind, that's constantly choosing, I like that, I don't like that. It's constantly doing that, trying to navigate mm-hmm. itself you know, into a safer place or whatever it's trying to do. Yeah. So it's, we create opinions so quickly about mm-hmm. things. And it's fine because it has, it has no weight unless, you know, I'm, I'm just talking about opinions now, not kind of judgments or values or mm-hmm. not the more serious things. So, but from the other side, we hear opinions as serious judgments. Mm-hmm. We can do. And it's kind of disproportionate. Um, well, the things that may bother me more may be more of judgments. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how to tell the difference for sure, but... Yeah, it's a very thin line, really, you know, between an opinion and a judgment. And if we have the tendency of taking it in, what somebody else thinks of us, or, or you know, that, that you... Or if you have a pattern of feeling that... Reading that there's disapproval. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you're, if some part of you is even subconsciously watching for disapproval, mm-hmm. then for sure... What even could be a little opinion or a judgment, all of it is going to fit into the disapproval box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see? So we set up, we set up a, little, um, a little capacity within ourselves to hear things in a particular way because we're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's not what's meant at all. Do you know? Okay. So, so the, the, if you have that pattern of being disapproved of, you're going to hear it where it wasn't meant at all. You're going to hear it, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what you're wired to hear. Okay. You see? 
It happens sometimes. <laughs> I think so. It feels like you read a lot of things that are as disapproval when they weren't meant like that at all. Okay. You see? So, so, so it's about, you know, if you don't disapprove of yourself, then you don't need the external world to continually disapprove of you so you can maintain your self-disapproval. If you approve of yourself, well, you're not going to need other people to disapprove of you to reinforce the belief. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just glides over you. If you approve of yourself. Okay. And you are the only one who has to approve of you and other people are entitled to their opinions then, just like you're entitled to an opinion about other people. Okay. <laughs> and even if somebody's judging you, let it soften. It's like, okay, that's their opinion. It's just their opinion, not a judgment. Let it get softer. Let it get softer. Okay. And they're entitled to their opinions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, 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 there's one thing. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I just need to uh, sit with it more or something. But I'm not sure. My. Um. um the sort of discomfort I felt as a child, you know, not of not being approved, feeling not approved of, was partly that my uh, feeling what my parents were feeling, you know, whatever they were feeling, like if they were feeling upset, um, that somehow that became my feeling, or else I thought it was my responsibility somehow. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if 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 we don't get enough early nurturing, mm-hmm. we will do anything to fill the, the the gap of what has not been made solid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, even the first three months will make a difference here. If we're held, mm-hmm. is if you're not physically held, you you your your nervous system got, doesn't get developed enough, and you end up looking for compensatory compensatory, uh, I don't know, a, a, way, a, a way to to figure out how to be human. You just soak it in from everybody and that becomes kind of what, how you think life works. You know? You soak in like how they're feeling? Yeah, 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 absorbing stuff. So, okay. so something didn't get nurtured very young. Something didn't get nurtured. Well, I know my mother did read the Dr. Spock book that says... You should leave your, let your kids cry, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's good for their lungs and all that. Yeah, because you're supposed to make them more independent. Make them independent? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can nurture you. You know, you can take a little bit of time every day to, to like, okay, I'm going to nurture the little me. What does she want to do? Just ask her once a day, what do you want to do now? That makes a huge impact. It's huge, just giving her space, you know? Okay. Yeah. Because, because it, you know, we were reared in a time when children didn't have rights or they weren't asked what do they want, you know? Yes. So, so that, we need to do that now. And you can go back and say, what do you want to do now? What do you want to do now? Just give her, ask her once every day. What do you want to do now? What would you like to do? And whatever she wants to do, do it, you know? Okay. 
you know do, yeah and so that part of us gets you know we can jump through time no problem you know that part of us gets nurtured then it's actually never too late okay you know yeah giving her the space to to to, to find her voice to express herself you can do that okay but it'll be a discipline every day mm-hmm. it'll change a lot for you okay <laughs> yeah so I ask myself, what do I want to do now? Yeah, what does the little one want to do? What does the little little me want to do? Okay. Do you know? As if I was, as if I was <coughs> talking to my yes. child self or something. Exactly. Talking to your child <coughs> self. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that she can find expressions. And as she finds expression, she gets more whole. So that she doesn't need to absorb others' opinions in order to know that she's okay or not okay. You see? <clears throat> yeah, okay. finding her voice, you okay. listening to her voice, it'll help a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good exercise. Yeah, I think it'll help a lot. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, um, I kind of like to eat chocolate, but I don't know. I don't know if that's an addiction or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Ask her. Ask her. Okay. Do, you, do you like chocolate? You know. Do you do you like chocolate? She says yes, fine. And someday she might say no. Okay. You know, because sometimes we we eat food that's not good for us to push something down. You know, just to maintain something stuck. Keep it stuck. Keep it there. Because because when something is stuck, well, there's no change. There's no threat. You okay. know. And sometimes we we do that. So it could be. It could be either. Could be either. She might like it. She might not. But okay. you have to listen to her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the so if I'm trying to keep something stuck, then then it's just not. Is it about not feeling something? Yeah. No. You got not, it. Not feeling something. It's about not feeling something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're onto it. Yeah, I'm gradually learning about this stuff in the past few years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gradual. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Brings a lot of freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything gets a bit looser. Life gets easier. Yeah. appreciated a lot and I know I'm pretty sure my mother didn't feel appreciated either so and do you appreciate yourself <laughs> I don't know uh-huh. <laughs> do you see the pattern it's about your relationship with you sure you learned it someplace and sure you can see you know that it was how you treated and it was how your parents were you know mm-hmm. okay you can see where it came from but how you are relating to yourself now, that's your choice. So you can maintain how it was, what you learned, or you can make it right now for yourself to nurture you more, to appreciate you more. You're the one who can continue the pattern or not now. 
That's the magic of it. It's like, wow, you, you can break this pattern by doing the opposite. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll end up always looking for appreciation outside, and it will never be enough. That's the thing. It's like whatever we look for outside, like intimacy, like while we started this morning, whatever we look for on the outside, it'll never be enough. It has to be not enough because it's all inside. That's the answer. It's your relationship with you. That's the independence that your mother was imagining she could give you. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So her intention was good. It's just the methodology was a bit screwed up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of parents read that book. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a certain time period. Oh, it's left a few scars around for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I got the self appreciation. Do I appreciate myself? And the other thing was feeling worthy, or. Um, but the word that I was using or you were using. What was the word you were using? What was the word you was using around self-worth? Approval. 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 Thank you. Okay. Approval wasn't okay. worth the talk. Yes. Okay. Self-approval, self-appreciation and checking in with the little one every day. Okay. Good homework. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's good homework. Enjoy it. Okay, thanks a lot. Sure. You're welcome. Hi there. Last night we talked a little bit about this fear of kind of like being seen or coming kind of perhaps being exposed or something, like maybe vulnerable, I guess, maybe is the word. Or, you know, and the judgment that might come after that and how I might reinforce that myself. Well, one of the tools that I've uh, relied on to work with that is kind of like this energy of, like, fight. Like, push through that. Like, not don't let that keep me sitting where I'm sitting. Yeah. So, the expression that comes to mind is, uh, I'm, I'm concerned sometimes that I over-rely on that impulse or that uh-huh. energy. Uh-huh. Like, if, every, if, if what you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Yes. Like, maybe I'm trying to fight uh, with things that don't need it. Um, I can see that there's a, sometimes there's a, A softening that is more appropriate. Yes. And and I'm I'm uh, you know I feel that that's coming. Yes. Um. I. But still, there's there's this kind of reliance on this like energy of like let's kind of you know you know kind of push forward into this. Uh, and uh, you know it's 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 not always serving in like different relationships and stuff you know. Yeah. And. <clears throat> Just doing some reflecting, I've kind of I've noticed that maybe there's, it's tied into a, a, maybe a sense of being right, or having like a feeling like I've seen, I, I've experienced different seeing, and I can I can see the uh, 
how things exist as ideas. And so, like, if I feel like I can rest in some kind of sense of I know this, um, even as I'm saying this, I see the knower, I know this as, a, as, as part of the issue. So I, what I'm asking is, uh, one, or at least in some, some way, um, is that something that I should be dropping altogether, or because it does seem to have use at different times? Uh, and maybe is there something that could help me to find some balance there? Uh, huh. Is it useful at all? And then <clears throat> if so, how, how do I make it a little bit more? I want to dig a little bit deeper into what, what you're talking about. Do you think that you need the fear in order to run the whole pattern in order to push through it? No, uh, because it doesn't always present as fear. Okay. Uh, the the impulse for, or the kind of the fight energy doesn't seem to come from fear sometimes. Okay. Like, um, it could just be uh, uh, noticing how Maybe there's some uh, fault, some misunderstanding, and we'll, you know, like we can kind of mix it up, and we're, we're going to take care of that kind of thing. Okay. Huh. So we're looking at the motiva- motivation for you to take action comes from a few of these different places, mm. and you're questioning if it can come from a softer place. Mm. Wow, that's great. That's great. Yes. Yes. So if you're breaking down, you, you, you know, you spotted something. If you're breaking down a whole pattern like this, you're, look what you get out of it, because that's what you're going to lose. Mm. Being right, the self-righteousness, you know, uh, overcoming fear, Okay, it's really helped you because in the beginning the fear was stifling, and the, but now you've got the power of actually transcending fear and doing it anyway. You've got the whole adrenaline rush of pushing through something, of getting that fighting thing going, right? Mm. You're going to lose all those experiences and stories. Mm. And would that be okay? Yeah. All right. My feeling is that I don't really know that I even want that anymore. That's part of why I can look at it now this way. It's just this... It's like, just like with fear or any of that, like I don't trust it, but sometimes it's, I still listen to it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So the for some reason is what I'm after. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you getting out of it? Because if, the, if a pattern is ready to break and it hasn't broken, you're getting something out of it that, you're still, that you still like to trade with, you know? Mm-hmm. Usefulness comes to mind. Okay. I want to feel like I'm useful. Yeah. You see, when you come at something with more, with that kind of fight energy or that, you know, in both scenarios, whether it's fear or whether it's that fight energy, there's a power behind it. Mm. All right? So it would lead me to ask, is like when you come from that softness, can you... It's a totally different power. Can, can you be okay with that power? Because it's not so visible. It's not so determined. It doesn't have any of that kind of testosterone, you know? Mm-hmm. doesn't have that punch. Right. You see? 
I, I feel that I can intuitively. Right. And that uh, I have, and it's yeah. rather tasty. Yeah. Uh, it's almost just, yeah, it's pattern, just breaking the pattern. It seems that I just have to continue to break this pattern until... Or, I don't know. Yeah, and, and kind of getting closure on what you get out of it. That, mm, that's okay. what you do it. Because it's okay. continuing because you're getting something out of it. Right. So it's like, okay, self-righteousness is going to go. Mm. Uh, that, that kind of feeling of being powerful because you're taking action, that's going to go. The, the, maybe a little bit of credit or of, of kudos that you give yourself for transcending fear, yeah. that's going to go. If you've nothing to get out of it, the pattern is dead. Would it be okay for you to act from a place of softness? It'll be kind of more silent, less obvious, less visible. You get less credibility for it. You won't be as noticed, you know. And if all of that is okay. I'm reminded of a quote by, I don't know, I think it was Harry Truman or something, when he said, you can accomplish anything as long as you don't mind who gets credit. Nice. Nice. I'll be working with that, I suppose. Yeah. And it's almost like, for you, you can actually make a decision. Huh. You, you can actually, it's done. You, you can. Something in your wiring that's actually, you're able to go, actually, that's the end of that. And it'll just be stinky when it comes up next time. Mm. Mm. You know, if you can make that, and I know you can, you can actually make the decision and break it. Yeah. Okay. And next time it comes up, just don't don't put on that hat, you know. Just yeah. don't wear that garment. It's like, nope, not going there. This fear is going to subside. I don't even need this fear, and this fear is just rigged up so that I can transcend it and go out there. No, mm. no, not moving from there. Forget it. We'll just breathe out the fear, and the fear will go, and it'll go. And it's like you're not entertaining any of that loop. Okay. Yeah, it's a big clean sweep. It's a yeah. big one. It's a big one, yeah. Feels that it's it's been one of the perhaps one of my like strongest limiting factors. It was such a useful tool for so long, and it's for sure. so it's like oh, now I'm just keeping myself stuck with this. Yes, it's run its course. Yeah. Great. Yes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well done. It's great. Thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. <coughs> Cello, you had your hand up a while ago. It, it passed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Hi. Hey, y'all. Thank you for your vulnerability. This is really inspiring. And I think I, I kind of piggyback off of what you were just talking about in that. Um, a pattern of mine has has come to it's it's really debilitating um, and was born out of this very abrupt need to grow up quickly. Um, you sensed when I met you last month that I left my tribe and and that's um, very true. I left my family um, four years or maybe actually seven years ago when I went to college and it's it's been it was that big safety net that just kind of 
evaporated. And so to compensate for that, I've been um, predicting things that will happen and living in the what if and, and bringing that to fruition in my mind in so, so, so many layers to the point where it, it spirals into this nightmare of, you know, I'll be prepared in this capacity, in this scenario, and if this happens, and I'll imagine conversations, and it's like, Lord, I can't just exist, and so I don't know how to just let it all go. And you all do that. It's so cool. So how do I do that? So talk to me about control. Um, I don't, I don't know how. Um, I think so control for me is a defense mechanism okay oh sorry do you think you'd be trying to control scenarios if you're planning every option yeah do you see there's a kind of a controller in there who needs to be able to uh, find some calm in the fact that okay all the options are covered okay now I'm okay that's a controller yeah oh yeah I'm one of those I'm the oldest of three (laughs) okay Okay. Well, what? Can you see that we've no control at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it never works. It yeah. never works. It's like, why bother? Yes. So, so that's my question, I guess, is then why do I bother? Why, why does this continue to plague me? Why is this loop playing? And, and how then do I stop it? Because I don't know what I'm getting out of it because it's not solving anything. Yes. Yes, it might just be a pattern, an old habit. Mm-hmm. Um, y- your mind is busy. Mm-hmm. And, and this is kind of just one of the loops that, that, that it likes to chew on. Um, yeah, you see, you see if, if you stop doing that, you're going to, the controller is going to set up another loop. Oh, no, 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 let me think about this. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do talk about myself as a head case, so really I know that it's busy. It's very busy, yeah. It's very busy. Yeah, yeah. And you're probably quite smart as well. Well, that's the other thing. I intellectualize everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've tried to figure out, and even like I'm a writer, so I write it out. I'm, I am. Yeah. Always looking for the answer. Yeah. Which is maybe that there isn't one. <laughs> oh no, there isn't one. There isn't <laughs> one. There, yeah, there there isn't one you say. But but if your mind is running loops like that, slowing it down, actually just, just grabbing it and, and retraining your mind to function in a different way might be our best way of going about it. It's just that it's slow. And I think you'd be happier with with seeing some results quickly. Of course. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Training your mind to slow down. Huh. Chat to me some more. There's another little piece that I'm missing. Um, so I'm good at being alone, probably because my mind keeps me so occupied. Mm. Um, but I also... So the family element is is hard because they're all they're not gone, but they're not with me. Um, so I do feel some guilt about that. 
Um, Are you in touch with any of them? Oh yeah, okay. pretty regularly. I mean, it's we're just very close knit, and so that I moved halfway across you, the country, yeah, I felt you, yeah, pretty. I was abandoning them in a lot of ways, and it felt bad. Um, Do you need to go back to them, or is it okay that you're out of the tribe? Well, it should be okay. I but um, but I keep having this pull to go back. Um, it should be okay. Who, who says that? I do. Ah. And and but I also say, well, I really miss them, and and I haven't been able to develop a family um, since I've I've left. It's been pretty isolating, um, which is probably when I became so mind driven. Do you know that you can go back if you want? Yeah, I think I forget that though. Yeah, mm-hmm. because when you're talking, it's like I, I've, I, I, you know, I've burned my bridge. Some part of you is feeling like you've burnt your bridge, and it's like yeah. actually, you you can move back. You you're choosing to be out of the tribe. Mm-hmm. You can move back. There is no defeat in moving back. You just lived in another place for a while. Yeah. Tell yourself that. I can go back. I can go back today if I want. I can go back. Mm-hmm. Because you can. Yeah. And sometimes if we just give ourselves permission to do something, all of the dynamic falls away. If we just know, I can, I can do it if I want. Will I go back? I can do it if I want. Right. Okay, and it takes the, it takes the pain away, you know? Yeah. It just dissolves it because it's a story that we can't. And of course we can. You're an adult. You can live anywhere you want to live. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So then how... how? So if we reverse the conversation, because it is all about my perspective, from yes. what if to I can if I want, if just use that as a, maybe an example. Um, will that help slow things down, at least from like an anxious standpoint? Like I can regain control of the conversation and just... You want more control? Just turn it around and away. Is it? <laughs> Do you notice when you're at it, at the beginning of it, in the middle of it, or after the loop of every option, every scenario? Oh, I think I, I notice it like while it's happening. And do you do you continue with it while it's happening, or do you stop it then? Have you ever tried stopping it in midfield? Yeah, yeah, I've I've tried stopping it, and I've I've tried being very like in the present you know, with the tangible present, sensory present, um, breathing, yoga, yes. all of the... Does it work? Yeah, it's actually really starting to. Oh, Because okay. it's only become recent that I've, like, acknowledged this is a really negative yes. thing, yeah. Okay, good. All right. Okay. So, so in the long haul, it, you'll have to pull down, pull, pull in your mind. You'll have to train it, like, like, training a dog that you got from a rescue center. I mean, it's just got to be trained, mm-hmm. okay? So, so in, in pulling in your mind, of course it's slow, but if you've actually already started it and seen some benefit, that's fantastic. I thought actually you, you might not be ready for that because you need something faster to, to motivate <laughs> you, to stick you with it because your mind's very busy, you see? Yeah, yeah. So if you've already started and it's already given you some objectivity, and that's fantastic, keep with it, keep with it. You know, re- replacing, replacing a loop with an anchor, with, with one thought. That's the purpose of a mantra or, you know, 
like I've seen people with busy minds, you know, they see the loop, they spot the loop. Okay, what's happening now? Okay, okay. And, you, you know, and the, the, the franticness comes into the present moment. It's like, right. oh my God, right. <laughs> they miss the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Okay, so, so very often a mantra is useful. It's just to give your mind one repeating thought, one repeating song, okay. thought. Um, or if it isn't a mantra, uh, sing a song. Singing mm-hmm. is actually hugely... Something about sound really shifts mind loops, really shifts it. Okay. So, so there's lots of different tricks you can do. And what, they, what you're after is pulling the mind away from the habitual pattern and pulling it into a center, a centered point that's healthier, that where it doesn't run amok in its old patterns. Okay? Okay. And what happens over time is that your mind gets used to uh, um, not being so busy. You, it's, it's like a dog who wants to just rip up all the furniture and actually becomes quite happy just eating a bone after a while. doesn't need to rip all the furniture. Do you see? Yeah. So it's like mind is running amok, ripping up everything, and it's like actually we'll just train it and it'll be fine with the bone. It will be fine with the bone. Mm-hmm. So that's the work you're doing in pulling in your mind and focusing on the present moment and, okay, what's here now and let my attention be on that. That's very beneficial. Um, really feeling that, that the parameters of how much control you have would be a really good thing to do. Okay. It's like you, you can control where you live. You can yeah. control the connection that you have with your tribe. You can. Mm-hmm. You can. Okay. You know? Uh, but there's a lot of things in life that, that you can't control. So if your mind shifted its attitude from wanting to control them to something else, would be doing great. Yeah. So the control, it's like control is misplaced. Do you see? Mm-hmm. So right now when there's scenarios and, and you, you, you look at every permutation, every possibility, when there's an unknown outcome, instead of going down that loop, be curious. Right. Okay, let's see what's going to happen here. Right, and excited about it. And, and excited about, about it. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's an adventure. Right. The unknown is an adventure. So if you can shift your attitude, it's, it's an attitudinal thing, mm-hmm. so that that's the first thing that arises rather than your mind running amok in the loop. It's like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen there. Okay, let's see. And it's exciting. Yeah. Completely exciting without the controller there. Okay. So be curious. Let yeah. your mind be, be curious. If there's an unknown, curiosity. Turn on curiosity. Yeah. And, and the adventurous kid party will be there instead of the one who's trying to... Right. You know, mm, instinct in me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I yeah, appreciate it. You're welcome. Let's break for lunch. Will we do that?